Rich, let's move fast. My name is Paul Ford. Rich Ziotti. And we are the co-founders of Postlight, which is a product yes. studio in New York City. We build apps and websites and things and platforms. Well, we don't just build. No. We strategize, we design, conceptualize, very nice. architect, product manage, and then build. We're an unusual place an because we take it front of end. Verbs, front really. to end. Absolutely. Yeah. End to front. Soup to nuts. All of it. Top to bottom. So we're going to talk about, we're going to have a big, broad subject today. We're just going to see where it goes. You ready? You ready? You ready? You ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. Go. We're going to talk about how to get from one place to another. Okay. So mm-hmm. there's going to be two parts to this show. The first way and the easiest, most modern way to get from one place to another, 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 <laughs> is video conferencing. That is remarkable. So we're, we're moving offices. Paul, I don't know if you've heard. Uh, I have heard. And one of the things we want to solve, I think the way you put it is, I want the new Wi-Fi to burn my skin. That is very true. It is hard to get enough Wi-Fi. I want to go to speed test and for it to just be the frickin' infinity symbol. Is speed test the one where it's like old-timey flash? Very flash, yeah. Like it goes into space and a ball goes into space and comes back down. I love that thing, man. I've run it many times. Brought to you by Ookla. Sometimes I'm sad. I have no idea what Ookla is, but speed test is brought to you by Ookla. It's a monster. I mean, what are you going to do? 50 million a day get run. Netflix tried to get in there and like do its own. They own speed.com or speed.net. Yeah, but it's not even getting... I mean... No, you go to it. It's actually beautiful. It's just the number. Oh, and I think there's like a medium post about how we built speed.com like it's all very serious yeah then, and there's just a number but then i said to myself it's not i want to go into space and come back it's not with, brought to me by ukla and there's ukla and yeah. so i just went back to the other one no it, it just it just felt really beautiful i love and when people post screenshots of their bandwidth whether it's really bad or really good on twitter which is something people do okay it's always speed test all right we're good we're already off the rails <laughs> okay so we're going to talk about how to get from one place to another video conferencing and self-driving cars and cars. Cars. Which yeah. we're going to focus we'll on the future the, of cars. We'll get there. Future. Okay. Yeah. So video conferencing. We somehow settled on Google. It's worth noting. We're going to a new office. We're not going to spend. We're technologists. We just don't. We can't stomach spending a quarter of a million dollars for a video conferencing platform. It's true. You know the ones where you walk into the conference room and then there's like this sort of robot head. Those are at good. At the front of the conference room table. That has a remote and it's all, and you just oh, can't that, start. Get yeah, there's started. that rotating. You know, it rotates all, around. What's weird is the brands on those are all like life size or like view hold or they're all they're, terrible companies. Well, they're all like big corporate sales, right? You can't yeah. go to Best Buy and pick one up. That's they're, true. They're expensive. They promise the world. And no, we're I, not going to do that a, because a we're, guy named Jack comes to your office. Correct. And he says, for $160,000 a year, but he doesn't say that. He says, no. for, for $5,000 a month, We'll take care of everything. But it's a little bit more on top when you want to get some of the better services. Correct. And then it works out to like half your budget for the year for this crappy robot that spins around. Not doing that. We're not doing that. We don't. We won't know how to use it. No one will we'll use lose it. lose the remote. No one will use we it. We should talk about the robot. Okay. So as one of our employees was coming from another company, and as a hazing ritual, we made them go and steal one of those robots. It's, I think it's called iBeam. Yeah. It's one of those robots that rolls around and has the iPad on it and it, it talks to you. Yes. And we made them bring that down. And then we had to get it repaired. Correct. And we had this idea that we would use it for some kind of telepresence. It was a way for a remote employee to roll around the office with their head on the iPad screen and talk to people. It's a $3,000 t-shirt stand. 
there's a t-shirt hung on it. Yeah. And I, well, I'm not sure why it doesn't work. I, I really don't know why it doesn't. Look, if we were a different kind of shop, like we were making, let's say, leather wallets, mm-hmm. and you had a, a manager who's going to work from home for a week, I think maybe they could look at what's going on and peer in and maybe make use of it. That would be the entire margin of the leather wallet business for six months. That was, it didn't work. It felt too ridiculous. We it tried felt it. insulting to the person who was driving it. It is funny when it's little neck extends. It is, you can raise the head and lower it. it's so it. bad, like everything stops work. and then it goes. I, I am fascinated by failure and I'm fascinated by the failure of Bluetooth headsets, which generally have been a failure. I'm fascinated by the failure of Segways. Mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by the failure of Google Glasses. I think there is a strain of tech hardware that sort of conveys something about the person that's wearing it that makes them feel stupid and ridiculous or makes others dislike them. Um, You know what does that is those five-toed shoes? Yeah. Those are a bad indicator. You just judge the person. The thing that happens with Bluetooth headsets, they're not uh, distracting. They're not obnoxious. I think you quickly make a read about the person. Well, that's the. It's actually I heard someone refer to them as like a tag and release program for douchebags. Like you could just see, yeah, they'd have the little. You tag make in an their immediate ear. judgment about the person. It's really when actually kind of terrible. It's terrible because it, I mean, lots it's of people. Okay. You might need Bluetooth in your ear. You might be, you know, waiting for a call. You might be a doctor. You might be. You might be anything. I mean, it's an I don't osteopath. Know if, but you we have but critical bone problems. But here we are, here. right? Yeah. Nice piece of technology pushed aside because of human interaction. You ever had a Bluetooth headset? Yeah. Yeah? I, I mean, I went through the phase, yeah. I, I thought never, it was okay. Never, had one. never what, had one? No. Interesting. But you were running an agency and you were a leader of a, a No, group I of wasn't people. walking around the office with it. That's uh, the thing. I was yeah. like, if I'm driving, it felt like it made sense. Well, if but, you're driving. I mean, nobody can see you. That's okay. Yeah. All right. So that failed. And so you have things well, I, like actually, this. Actually, wait. Did Bluetooth fail? There are millions and millions of Bluetooth headsets, headsets in the world. I'm, I'm probably being um, culturally biased. And I could say for certain that it definitely flattened in the U.S. It's also, as far as I can tell, there's no, there's no brand. There, there are a couple, but there's nothing where you're like, oh, that's the cool wireless headset. That's brand. the one to get. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's always just like something heavy industries. Yeah. Headphones are okay. Even in ear headphones yeah. are okay socially. I'm talking socially here, right? Yeah, sure. These things technically do their job. But socially those are okay. But a Bluetooth headset, I think it's because you could at any given moment withdraw from the present. The the current company you're in, you may leave at any moment. But and you I know think what? that's a signal that the current company doesn't want to see. This was entirely true of mobile phones for the longest possible time. And even before smartphones, mobile phones achieved huge penetration. I bought a $2 fake Motorola at a bodega that when you hit it, it made loud beeping noises because I knew walking down the street, hitting it while I was out with my friends going for drinks mm-hmm. would be hilarious. And my friend Steve took it from me at one point because I would le- yell, buy, sell into it while we were out drinking. Mm. And Steve took it from me, threw it in a gutter, and smashed it with his feet while people looked at us and laughed. That's actually pretty funny. It is, right? It was overall a great experience with a $2 toy because at that point, those phones were just perceived as being just complete douchebag ornaments. The behavioral norms hadn't kicked in yet. It it hadn't fully matured into something that just became expected and normal. I think we can say that about all this stuff, right? Like there's a threshold that they have to cross into mass adoption where they become socially acceptable 
Correct. And then what's interesting there, right, is that the, there's a brand association that often carries through. So Motorola really had the early days of the cell phone and the mobile phone revolution. Mm-hmm. And then Nokia. Mm-hmm. Nokia phones own Exploded. the world. Yep. They own the point. world for like four or five years. You, yep. Israel, anywhere, the Middle East, wherever you went, yep. you would see Nokia phones, mm-hmm. global. And then, you know, 2006, the iPhone comes in and establishes a premier smartphone category. Yeah. That it still dominates. Yeah, but I think I feel like the phone never to me became associated with any sort of social stigma. Oh, absolutely it did. It was perceived as just a like who needs a cell phone? Shut up, dude. Why don't you talk to the people yeah, here? Yeah. But I, I think by the time the the iPhone came out, that had already resolved itself. That was totally resolved. It yeah. was, it, the foundation was there for the smartphone right. for this to be a real it's still con- if you're at dinner and you're checking your phone, I consider I mean I, I'm embarrassed when I do it. Yeah, me I don't too. like it. I try not to do it. Um, I, I get annoyed when others do it in a social setting. I think it's obnoxious. Um, I do. I think if you're with other people, you can take two minutes and not check your phone. I feel that this is a huge product conversation that always happens too late. Basically, by the time somebody has an idea for a new thing, they're so far along and people are like, I don't know if that's going to work socially. No one ever wants to hear that. That's a tough test, right? I mean, yeah. And Google Glasses, I don't think ever really got out there for the test. I think they just sort of bailed on them. Well, they did that thing. They never got a, less than two grand, right? They were really spend, expensive. You could spend a thousand bucks and get them as like a test program. Yeah. And they were slow. They never they, bothered. They ran out of battery and just sort of all just that didn't, stuff. Okay. So there were other reasons there. But they never looked cool. No. And they, they actually became actively like Gawker and places like that would make fun of people who wore them. Yeah. And they were creepy. What were they perceiving? I, that was an interesting human reaction, right? You get bothered by people who may be perceiving something different than you're perceiving. Now, we don't mind it with headphones because we assume they're just like listening to their music in their little world. Yeah. But if they're getting more information or more signal out of the world than you are, and they could be kind of spying, that gets a kind of weird monkey brain trigger. I, I'd go even further and say, I think the perception is that it's a sort of a tool for um, gaining further insight and judgment in a weird way. Yeah, that's you could, right. You could sort of do a search on the thing you're looking at yeah. that was not part of the thing. You could say, Google, find this house or something, and it would do an overlay. Well, imagine if we were doing a job interview. If somebody had like come in and wanted to work at Postlight yeah. and was wearing an augmented reality device on their eye. I'd be right. like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Like, are you trying? No, looking? and then he says, you, oh, Paul, I see you went to, uh, I see you grew up in Pennsylvania. That's interesting. Yeah. Like, he does that while you're, he's looking at you. Yeah. You want the person's attention. I think you want the person to be focused on you rather than have um, peripheral display. Well, information isn't an identity, right? Like, they can go get all the information they want, but what you're interested in that moment is their identity and yeah. them sort of sharing. We may be overanalyzing, dude. It's just rude. It's just rude. It's just rude. That's. I think if I came in and talked to you while I was reading a book, it's rude, plain and simple. I don't know. Like, you're you're married. It's pretty normal. <laughs> All right, but we digress. Yeah, the eye beam thing doesn't work well. Uh, I think they're doing okay, but, but I don't video think conferencing well. is a really hacky, ugly. We use Google thing. Hangouts. It's not great. No. We blame it on the Wi-Fi a lot. We've seen other tools that are out there. There's Blue Jeans. Blue Jeans is great. We use that for a call from Singapore. Apparently, it's expensive. Okay. But that, contact at postlight.com. What is the killer video conferencing God, tool? God, it's true. If you could tell us. Tell us. Tell us what and, the killer. And we'll put it into a medium post. We'll yeah, try them all. We'll sing you a song. Yeah. The, um, 
Blue Jeans was interesting. The experience with Blue Jeans was very interesting because what it did was the video would cut out, but the audio would keep going. It kept going. Yeah. And That's it, the key. It's a shocking thing, right? But like, it doesn't feel like Hangouts prioritizes audio. Mm-hmm. Because when the one goes, the other one goes. And yep. so there's no like shaping of the signal. Yeah. And and the classic, you cut out just as when you were saying the most important thing you'll ever say. I think about this a lot because there used to be the bell system in America that, that shut down in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, or sorry, um, split up. It was a monopoly. We had a monopoly telephone system. It's funny. People don't know this. But there yep. was one big phone company. Yep. And they cut them up. And you could call and you had an incredibly clear two-way communication. Yeah. Up until mobile phones took off. You could just talk to anybody. You could both talk at the same time Mm -hmm. and you heard every single word. Yeah. And we can't get that back. Even landlines, because now most of the ways that we communicate are are kind of voice over IP or they're like weirdly, there's a conference call system in the middle or something. Yeah. And and I think video on, you know, video calls on phones is still kind of coming together, but it's such a big deal. Like I have family overseas. Right. FaceTime has made a fundamental impact on relationships mm-hmm. with people that are far away from each other. It's it's so it's babies being born in other continents. Calling FaceTime grandma. is good in that there's two sig- the signals are pretty clear going back and forth. Like you can both talk. And there's just not a lot of buttons, man. There's just not a lot of knobs and levers to to mess with. It's no, that's just true. grandma can pick it up and use it. Again, you know, so there are tech savvy grandmas out there, but often it's hard. Grandpa too. Grandpa too. I mean, and then there's always Skype in there, which actually is pretty good, but it just is in that world of Microsoft. So it's, it's a little hard sometimes to mentally pull it out and use it. I think the big thing with video conferencing is the, the prerequisite. If you are inviting Diana to a call, she needs to click a link. She can't install software. That's the rub, is if you're telling her, we're going to have a video conference call, the reason we go to Google Hangouts is because it's going to fire up in the browser. And it's not going to ask her to install software. That's the big I mean, hurdle. So they for also Skype. they integrated it into Google Calendar invites. There's just a link right there to your. It's just right so in there, and so you hope they win because because you don't have to go through you know make the other person like we 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 talk to prospects all the time. We're not going to make them install software to talk to us. Like it needs to be as simple as possible. And Skype, which is awesome by the way. Mm-hmm. If everybody's got Skype on all ends, I mean, they've pretty much nailed it in terms of how to efficiently use whatever bandwidth is available. Mm-hmm. But I, I just can't ask them to install Skype. The thing that's frustrating is you end up in this bad social situation where you're faking a lot of the communication with someone because you don't want to be rude and like cut it off. Yeah. And it just, it bums me out. Like I, I hate going like, uh-huh, okay, I get that. Let's talk about blah, blah, blah. And then I don't know if they're hearing me. I don't yeah. know. I, I could have had tons of video conference conversations where literally no one has any idea what anyone's talking about. <laughs> and everybody's like, that's a great thought. There was a guy I read about recently who made a bot for conference calls that would, when it heard his name, it used like IBM's Watson plugged into the API. Uh-huh. And when it would hear his name, it would stay silent for about 10 seconds. It would alert him via email or chat. And then it would go, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I was muted. This is Jim. <laughs> That's tremendous. And then it would give him a few seconds. Do to you just really like need on. IBM's Watson for that? To listen for your name on the phone call. Because it has to be like, hey, Jim, what do you think about that? Oh, wow, that seems like heavy lifting. Well, you know, he's that. a developer who probably was supposed <laughs> to be actually doing some work during that time. Fair. Right? So okay. instead. So what are we going to do about video conferencing before we move on? 
Um, I, you know, work in progress, I guess. I mean, there's some good stuff out there. There's also Zoom. I think it's called Zoom. It's spelled with an X, a Z, a Y. I mean, who knows anymore? Really? Which is all, I've had a call on that and it was very good. Our industry has ruined the human language. So I think that's what, what we know is we'll probably spend some money either on bandwidth or on a solution. Probably not hardware. Well, because a third of our, a third of our staff is remote. So that's true. We really do care about it. It needs to be good. We have to. Yes. It has to be, you have to walk into our office and wonder what is that tingling sensation that I feel all over my chest and back and for us to be able to say, that's our Wi-Fi working. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Well, I want healthy. People, yeah, Very I want, healthy. I want people to literally need to hide from the Wi-Fi. Right. Yeah. Because people don't know that we're in a... Um, angled building and so depending on you know cosmic rays every now and then we just don't get internet yeah so look that's one way to communicate with people is to just say to hell with it we're not going to even care about distance i'm going to video conference with you another way is to go to the person in see them in person now i don't uh i live in new york city and i do not own a car we made a decision it was a heavy one Mm -hmm. to turn in our lease and not get another car. We, we do. You do. We do. We have a garage in the basement of our of our building. Yeah, I do not have that. I live in a denser part of New York City mm-hmm. uh, where I don't have a garage or access to one. So I actually don't even have the option to say I'm going to put it in a paid garage. The closest one is probably three or four blocks away, right? It's a it's like a long avenue away. Yeah. Which, is, which is not convenient. With two, we all have little children here. We have little so. children. So, so I've been living on Uber. Okay. For, it's got to be almost... A year and a half now. Not just you, your mother, your mother. family, your kids. We'll get to my mother in a second. Let's talk about that in a moment. Okay. Yeah. So I live on Uber and it works. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's a lot of flavors of it. So if it's a large group, there's Uber X, which mm-hmm. is larger. I, there's Uber's car seat. Mm-hmm. I think they used to call it like Uber baby, but then I don't know, something Uber happened. Car. Well, sometimes adults need car. They didn't want to show any bias against just, you know, adult Small ba- people, adult babies. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they would have a car seat, and the, usually it's just a regular Uber. The guy will come out of the, he'll put it out of the trunk and install a car seat. Mm-hmm. And it's going good. It's honestly, it's it's really great. I don't think about a car. I'm probably saving a ton of money, even though I'm paying for Uber. You're not also, you're not a guy who misses a car. I'm not either. I don't want a car. My license is expired right now, which is a little bit of a point of contention uh, between my wife and I. Wow. Well, because she's doing all the driving. She does all the driving. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, we live in a walking neighborhood. I don't have to get in a car to get toilet paper. It's everything. I mean, it's New York City. You can just right? skip toilet paper. There's restaurants all around. <laughs> There's restaurants all around. So it works out beautifully. Sure. Right? Wait a minute. Is it more expensive or less expensive than owning a car? I'm definitely paying less money using Uber. I mean, this is a tricky thing. We- I commute by train. Mm-hmm. We go to the market and we get our stuff walking, school walking for the kids. It's actually special cases when we need the Uber. So we just don't need that car. And, and the money we're spending, we're still way ahead of a lease I mean, this and is insurance. A, so we bought a used car. It's 10, 11 years old now. We needed it when we had twins. It was hard to move kids around, get them to sure. the doctor. And also, you live very close to your pediatrician, and, but we didn't at the time. Now, now they've expanded to our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. If, if our pediatrician had lived in our neighborhood or had, had an office in our neighborhood... Uh, when our kids were born, mm-hmm. I bet we wouldn't have a car. And that's a good feeling. Yeah. I also don't, by the way, worth noting, there are probably people who love cars. Yeah. I just don't care. The vast majority of Americans really love like, cars. I got the new rims on my whatever. You, you grew up I, in Bay Ridge. I just don't care about cars. I grew cars. up in a small town. I walked everywhere when I was a kid. Yeah. I just never got into cars. My brother loves cars. Got, okay. Got and I, I, I can, re- I 
can respect that. Your I mean, brother loves cars. My brother loves cars. Your brother has a Maserati. He does. My brother has a big red pickup. He does. Different worlds. Yes. So, uh, really quickly, it's worth noting that my mom uses Uber. This is not a really quick... We should just take a breath and, and share this I story. want to get into being a futurist here and talk about self-driving cars, but we'll talk about my mom this is for a, a minute. But this is an amazing Fine. usage pattern, Fine. which is... Let me, let me set the scene. All right. You're in a meeting with a client. Yes. Rich has his laptop open. Yes. And his laptop is connected to his phone like all things are connected. So suddenly, five things start ringing at once. Rich hangs up. About 30 seconds later, five things. And we're, literally, we're, we're talking to someone at this moment, and they're going like, how much do you think this 18-month engagement right. would, would right. run I'm us? I'm processing like a, a high six-figure bill. Ring, 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 ring. Yeah. Ring, 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 ring. And you finally are like, excuse me for a minute. Yeah. It's my mother. Right. And it's not even your mom. It's my mom. Oh. Well, it is my mom. Or is it the Uber driver? Well, sometimes it's that. Yeah. I get the Uber car for my mom. So she she doesn't use the app. She could. Mm-hmm. She does not want to. She's found it deeply insulting that I've asked her to use it herself and wants me to be the person that gets her the car. On your account? On my account. That's not the issue. I give her my account on her phone. Mm-hmm. The issue is she can process and is very insulted by the idea that I don't have time to get her the car. So your job, you 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 are. I get her the car. Co-founder of a, a mid-sized company in Manhattan. Yeah. That is <laughs> building. Um, it's it's one of the most forward-looking companies possible. We are deeply embedded in the the technology scene. We we're across the street from venture capitalists. We are as close as we can be. You need to call your mom a car. Yes. An Uber. An Uber. And then there's this habit from Uber drivers, right? The minute they get to this location if they, they don't call see you. you there yeah they call. they call you immediately right so i get calls i'm outside and i'll answer the phone and say be right there <laughs> even though i'm 20 miles away from where he is okay so your mom calls that's call one yes can you get me an uber and she gives yes. you the address yes and, and then you... i'll get a, another call like where is he okay so you enter it into the uber system and he's, it says he's on his way yes to where she is then she calls and says where, where is, is he? he yeah then he calls it's usually a man. I can't find her. Right. Can't find her. Then what happens? I make it happen. We bring it together. And then she'll get out of the car <laughs> and she'll say, Rich, he was nasty. Give him three. <sighs> By three stars. Yeah, so she's she a means. tough, she's a tough ride. She's a t- well, no, she's actually very sweet, but if you're not gonna talk to her and have a long conversation, you're not gonna do well. Oh, so she requires ratings. interaction. Yeah. I give five stars and no one talks to me. I <laughs> Exactly. So that's my that's my world a little bit. Uber's a big part of my life. Now, Uber just recently announced that they're going to put in place self-driving cars. Mm-hmm. The driver will be there. He just won't be driving. Yeah, because we're not quite ready for fully autonomous vehicles. It's a phased approach, and they're doing this in Pittsburgh. Okay. Where I guess it's roomier. <laughs> it is and it isn't. I mean, it's actually... I don't know Pittsburgh. No, it's a real city. It's got big hills. It's, okay. it's like there's a lot going on in Pittsburgh. Okay. It's not a easy city. It's easier than like Boston. Right. But it, look, it's a city. Uber is an incredibly paranoid company. I respect that about them. Mm-hmm. They are just th- thinking to themselves, somebody's going to eat our lunch if we don't get on this. 
we're going to be the first. There's no way we're going to be catching up to someone oh, else. Yeah. They're, they're sitting there with those up. little sticky notes reading the Fountainhead oh, every day. They're losing sure. their yeah. minds about yeah. this, right? So they're going to do this to Pittsburgh. Okay. And Ford Motor mm-hmm. announced recently. What did they announce? That they're they're going to do put a uh, fleet. Of, yeah, a fleet of like hailable self-driving cars around. Correct. I don't, so this I don't is know it. if that's going to have drivers. The notion, I'm fairly convinced that years from now, I'm going to be a futurist for a second. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say that word. Owning a car will be something for collectors. Can I tell you something straight up about self-driving cars? Yeah. It's probably the technology I'm the most excited about in the entire world. Really? I love media. I love platforms. I love distribution. And I love apps. But the reality is that that ability to spatialize and optimize around transportation and logistics, mm. that would be as big a foundational change. I actually think that the internet is a tremendous foundational change in our culture. But compared to things like rural electrification and the fundamental like setting up the phone system mm-hmm. where I could call a person and say, hey, I'm going to come over and, and we're going to have pie. Mm-hmm. And they were like 12 miles away. Yeah. That took people from essentially like, you know, kind of a latter day middle ages into sure. today. That's sure. the, that was the dawn of the modern era. Yep. And, and this it, is next. This yeah. is the next phase. Well, this is just, this is, Almost like catching that up, but physically. Yeah. Like it's that virtual connection between the individuals. You're going to get in the car and you're going to be able to do whatever you want while you travel. Yeah. And it will be safer, almost absolutely statistically, it will be safer. 100%. I, as a person who has little kids, I find drivers, and also, you know, I used to bike a lot. Stressful. I used to bike everywhere. I would do 50 mile bike rides around Mm -hmm. New York City. Mm -hmm. I miss it very, very much. I'd go up to the Bronx, I'd come back. And Drivers are incredibly selfish. Bicyclists are as well, but they're, mm-hmm. they're just, they have less. And combative in many cases. Yeah. A lot of times it's an outlet for whatever the hell's going on in their lives. That's exactly right. And they're, they're basically, they have a, a large robot around them, like one of those Japanese mechas, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That they can use to kill. Yeah. And I'm sitting there with my, you know, three-year-olds trying to keep them out of the street. Exactly. And also, I live in a different neighborhood than you do. I live, my neighborhood is still like kind of caught between different worlds. Mm-hmm. There's a gas station across the street. There's a couple auto repair places. Neighborhoods like that, people just pop right up on the street. That's the scariest thing, mm-hmm. right? I mean, And they're not looking. They're not no. paying attention. They're thinking about their own stuff. And, oh, yeah. and I just feel that like getting all of that toxic thinking and selfishness out, out. of the world. Yeah. And it's going to yeah. be replaced with a whole new kind of selfishness. Well, it'll be or, replaced by car viruses of some sort. Exactly. And yeah. Uber, Uber will be taking its its cut, and yeah. Ford Motor will be taking its cut. Yeah. But I'm ready. Oh, I I'm gonna. I think it'll be great. And I'll, I'm going to share another thing. People are like, oh, my God, what about all the jobs? That's another thing they bring up. Is like, What are all these people going to do? I think it's going to be amazing because I think the front of the car is going to be a counter. It's going to be like a... Here, let me throw some names out. Uber Smoothie. Oh, you get in the car and somebody like... You get in the car and there's a menu. There's a chalkboard menu, okay? Oh, my God. And there's some fruit and there's a, there's a blender and the guy is just there to make you a smoothie. No, you know what it's going to be? Uber Chopped. Uber Chopped. <laughs> Uber Chopped. You're going to get in there and you're going to be like, hey... Yep. Hold on. Let's keep going. Uber Crep. Someone will be come. delicious. So someone come to your house and you'll get in the car yep. and they'll be there and they'll make you a salad. Yeah. And it'll be as fresh as can be. Exactly. Uber salad. Mm. Let's go even further. Uber stand-up. You get a stand-up comic. That sounds great. Like, For like, like 10 a... minutes, somebody's trying to break through. He just has to be in an Uber because they're not. you don't have to drive it. They're just going to tell jokes. Captive audience. It's captive great. Captive audience. 
Do you pay less or more for Uber stand-up? I think there are different tiers. I think there are different options. I think sometimes you get a discount. I think so, too. The I think you've got to introduce these things. You know what's going to suck is the rating system. Yep. I don't um, like that salad from Chopped in my car. Uber Blackjack. That sounds You great. just get in and there's just a blackjack table facing you. Mm. Um, and the, the driver is not a driver. He's a dealer. He's just dealing. Well, that works better with Uber Pool. That'll work fine with Uber Pool. I'm convinced that they're going to do things. I like, also think... First off, Uber's out of its mind. If Uber could ship you a small baby lamb... They would do that. They would, they would be Uber land. Well, like, you know what I think They will about? sell anything. What I think also is like the actual change in distribution points throughout the mm-hmm. city. Like point to point baby lamb might be efficient, but baby lamb distribution, you got to get the baby lambs off the back of the truck and then you send the Uber to the baby lamb distribution center. But you might want to send like milk there too, because there's going to be like milk. Whatever needs arise. Yes. Yeah. And so you're like someone loads up that car with milk and yep. then it goes to baby lamb distribution center, exchanges the milk with a robot for, for Boom. baby lamb, sends it to the place. Okay, yep. great. That's all working real well. Now what needs to happen is that the cars need to like autonomously arrange. You may not even need the distribution center. You might just need something that's like, hey, I got milk, and the car goes, I got a baby lamb, and they're like, let's meet at this corner. Oh, it's a network. Yeah. It's just this network of of supplies that flies. Absolutely. So you get rid of the distribution center and just have this autonomous set of cars just exchanging goods and services through their holes. How is that not going to happen is the question. It it will happen. Brick oven will not be created at a brick oven place and then sent to they'll you They'll actually car. bring the brick oven to you. The brick you. oven will be coming to you and it'll come right out of the oven into your house. This is happening. Not is only that, happen. when you're in the car moving around, first of all, as this gets better and better, children will have tremendous autonomy. You'll just send them to birthday parties. No, no. There's no sending them. The, the car will be the birthday the party. The car is the birthday party. Yeah. He just The, the driver is just making animal balloons you, up front. And you get in the car and there's a pony. <laughs> In the car? In the car. All right, we're going to be pushing this a little bit. (laughs) Okay, but wait, hold on. We can see the possibilities here. I'm not worried about the jobs is really what I'm trying to get across here. I'm very, very... you can make a crep. I'm very worried about the jobs, but I'm okay with tens of thousands of people not dying, too. I'm like, there's a lot of balances here. It's a cost benefit. I would like to see it not entirely go to Uber, but maybe it'll all go to Apple. So that'll be great, too. Apple's right. (sighs) Aren't they experimenting? And Google and and everybody. Look, everybody's going to get in the game. Here's the thing with the self-driving cars. I mean, to me... If I'm really excited about self-driving cars, suddenly Netflix becomes a much more valuable company. Hmm. Because I'm going to get in my self-driving car and I'm going to go, boy, do I want to watch that eight-hour Stranger Things marathon. In the car. In the car. As you're traveling. You know what's an amazing screen? Like if you're like sitting there in a chair, you know what's going to just be an amazing all wraparound 3D virtual reality environment? The windshield. Yeah, your car. You're going to put on your seatbelt... And you're just going to be yeah. surrounded by entertainment. I mean, it, it frees up thinking, right? It frees up time. I mean, I, I think it's great. You're I'm not, all for it. I, I mean, I think it needs to hurry up and get here. So let's hit pause for a second and think about the ways that it will destroy our culture and our economy. Okay. So an unbelievable number of baseline economic entry jobs in our country are about driving goods from one place to another. Yes. Wait, can I just bring up one more case that I think is going to get broken? Okay. The angry breakup argument where you're hollering at each other and then you grab the keys and you slam the door and you get in your car and then it just coasts off at like seven miles an hour yeah. <laughs> without you doing anything. <laughs> just, you just wait and it's like yeah. that. Because remember, they're We're gonna, done. Yeah. And it just sort and of it, coasts out. And then like the window goes up. 
And then, it, and then it, it that dramatic, the dramatic no. exit is gone. It's over, baby. And instead of a squeal, you get like initiating drive time sequence. <laughs> what is your destination? It's just not impressive. Well, not only that, you have to come up with a destination. Yeah. Like right. you can't just be like, just drive. <laughs> it's gonna be like the, the, there's no break up drive button. No, the car. Yeah, that's that's what you need. That's the first product we'll build on top of car API. No, you're gonna need to get in there and be like, yeah. take me to. Dairy Queen, like yeah. you're not going to have any idea, right? Okay, exactly. so right to your point. So back to your point. I mean, let's not let's we're we're being a little. It's going to have a dramatic impact on sort of the economic. <sighs> I think it's going to come fast too. I think yeah. once this gets going, climate, because the money in it, the money in the autonomous network of cars, even if it required like wiring the roads or creating special lanes, I think once this thing comes out of the gate, it's just going to take over the American It economy. is, and there's going to be such resistance, and there's going to be policy changes and laws. And Except that this is an old-school, classic, lobbying-style industry. Like, Google and Apple are still deep down figuring it out, Yeah. but Ford Motor Company and GM are almost like wings of the government at yeah. this point. So if yeah. they want this, yeah, it's gonna happen. they'll do a special briefing for Congress. I mean, it'll just, it'll True. happen. Right. And it's also transportation money is one of those things that can kind of flow efficiently. Mm -hmm. You know, like the government loves to mess with highways. So I think that there will be an enormous amount of money and energy on re-architecting our entire economy around self-driving automobiles. Yep. And that there probably are going to be a lot of jobs in that. Not just like IT jobs, but like you're going to have to run millions of miles of sensors. Right. Yeah, it's a huge infrastructure change. You know, too. that's what's going to happen is every yeah. every street's going to need a little something. Wow. What so an episode, that. Paul. We covered Bluetooth headsets, my mother, and self-driving cars in one show. Yeah. No, we've, and I think we really solved all the economic problems that self-driving automobiles are going to produce. And we were incredibly forward-looking. Yeah. Today, no, that's exactly right. Important. I'm sure yeah. the consequences will be something that our culture can handle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Uh, it's going to just take time to sink in. I can't wait to see what President Trump has to say about it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. right. Well, Rich, what should people do if they want to get in touch with us? Contact at postlight.com. That's an email address if it you're sure is. in the generation. Questions, Z. thoughts, comments, bring them on. This is Track Changes, the podcast of the Postlight Product Studio in New York City. My name is Paul Ford. Rich Ziotti. Go ahead and give us a good rating on iTunes if it moves you to do so. Look, it's five the five star we love our listeners we love hearing from them contact at postlight.com anything you need you just let us know have a lovely week paul let's get back to the office and let's go get it bye bye <laughs>